0: Hello, Ned Sublette with you on Afro Pop Worldwide with my Afro Pop partner Sean Barlow. Today, music in a changing Cuba. All right, Ned Sublette sitting in with us for this edition of Afro Pop Worldwide.
1: George Collinay is away. So Ned was just uh, in Cuba on assignment with Billboard magazine, and he's got lots of music and stories. So Ned, what's happening with Los Van Van?
0: Los Van Van are getting ready to do a United States tour, the first one in quite a while, in August of 2015. They're very excited about it. So Ned, I'm remembering that uh, their
1: founder, Juan Formel, passed away in 2014.
0: Yes, and everybody still feels him as though he were present. That's what uh, Samuel Formel said to me. He said, my father's physically not with us on stage, but he's in the house. The band is sounding awesome, writing new tunes. Let's hear a number from their album, La Fantasia. This song furnished their first video clip. It's called La Moda the style, and subtitled La Keratina. Keratina is keratin, which is used to straighten hair. The song satirizes hair straightening, though not from the point of view of ethnic pride, but from the point of view of how much it costs.
2: Señores, yo tengo dos amigas que son muy, muy, muy la historia
0: From Cuba, Los Bamban with La Moda. Ned Zeblett with you on Afropop Worldwide. And Sean Barlow with you also sitting in for Georges Colinet. Wow. I'm feeling Georges today. I George. we're sending you love. <laughs> Especially because you just won that Peabody Award, George. As did Sean.
1: As did everybody. Yeah, we should just. Uh... Take a moment to brag a bit. We did win a Peabody Award for all of you who may or may not know it's like the most prestigious award. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's the biggest thing in electronic media. And not only did we win the award for 2014, it was for our our entire body of work for 27 years. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Thanks for caring about the best music in the world. And we roll on. Ned, we're all very curious here, of course, in the US about the US opening to Cuba, and you hear a lot of back and forth about it and opinions and this and that, but tell us what your observations
0: are. The opening to Cuba is very real. There's a sense, I think, of hurrying to get it done and get as much legal infrastructure established as possible, as fast as possible, before political winds change and blow it away again. But hopefully what's happening now isn't gonna be undone so easily. The opening undoes conditions that have existed for all of most people's living memory. There's a lot it doesn't do though. It doesn't remove the travel ban. The embargo has not been lifted and there is still a great deal that cannot be done. There's a lot of commerce that can't happen. So there are a number of things that have changed. Take one small example, it is now legal for a U.S. person or entity to pay a Cuban to record or perform in Cuba. Mm -hmm. But the regs are a little inconsistent, and apparently it's still illegal to pay a Cuban a fee for performing in the United States. They can only get per diems. There's still a lot to be worked out, but these regulations came out very quickly. In music in particular, the state's making an enormous investment right now. From what I could see, they're refurbishing theaters all over the country. They still have free conservatory education that keeps turning out class after class of trained musicians even the reggaetonero baby Loris went to conservatory for eight years he's a really good musician Here's baby Loris
1: Ned Sublet, just back from Havana. So, Ned, uh, what's changed with the music since uh, last time you were there in, what was it, 2003?
0: Yeah, I hadn't been to Cuba for 12 years after having been there a lot between 1990 and 2003. So coming back after 12 years, the biggest change I noticed, something that was just beginning when I was last there, reggaeton, has taken over. Reggaeton has the interesting property of being hated by those who don't love it. But those who love it include a very large number of Havana's dancers and teenagers. It's the pop music. It fuses with other kinds of music. And although reggaeton comes from Jamaica via Eastern Cuba, via Panama, via Puerto Rico, it's this Pan-Antillian Spanish language music, right? In Cuba, it takes on its own characteristics. I saw Chacali Yacarta perform a barrio dance in uh, Regla, for example, and they came with a 10 piece band behind them. Four horns. Real musicians. Four horns. Real musicians. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've also got tracks going on. But meanwhile, there's a four real band because there's such a huge installed base of competent musicians in Cuba. So the reggaeton in Cuba is slowly becoming a more Cuban music, slowly becoming a little different music from the reggaeton of the other places. Meanwhile, it's created its own commercial circuit. It's uh, the big money music in the country. Let's listen to Chacal y Akarta, who have been very big for the last two years. This is the soundtrack of a live video. I can't tell how much is live and how much is pre-recorded, but I saw them do a live show, and it was very much like this, live vocals with tracks. But it's pretty hot. It has the same kind of excitement rock and roll used to have. Here's El Chacal, the jackal. Y Yakarta Live with Paquete Venga.
3: que te la. <risa> <música>
4: So we the
5: Ya cae la noche, vamos vagando, si no nos conocen, nos vamos presentando. Celulares y lo que tienen en el mano. Sabando, so, no, so, oh. oh, 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 oh. Lo Que estén los pingüinos vacilando en camiseta Nosotros estamos multiplicando En plan, pijama, plan TV. Y la gente hablando por ahí. Loco que te pasa? sal de arriba en mí. Que yo tengo todo el dinero, que te hace falta a ti. Aprendo como me da la gana. No creo en ti ni en tu poquita mirada. Ningún abrazo, ningún beso en la cara.
0: Very popular reggaeton foursome featuring El Micha, very big reggae star who sounds very much on the Jamaican model. We also heard Chacal featuring Micha y los Cuatro and Jacob Forever. Jacob Forever was one of the original members of Gente de Sona. And that number was called Talento y Dinero, Talent and Money. I hadn't been to Cuba in 12 years, but the last time I was there, in 2003, I produced my 19th Cuban Connection documentary for Afropop Worldwide, and on that trip, I found myself standing at the beginning of what would become this whole long phrase of reggaeton when I interviewed DJ Shagoo in Santiago de Cuba. DJ Chagoo was the producer who made the records for Candyman. The first modern reggaeton star in Cuba who was just getting started then, who grew up like DJ Chagu did, listening to Jamaican radio, and their music came from Santiago to Havana. What always happens in Cuba is that music comes from the east to the west, and in the west in Havana, it gets a whole different spin put on it. So why don't we go back and listen to that segment of the 2003 show where I interviewed DJ Shagu. DJ Shagu told me he and Candyman have been friends for 13 years since they were little kids. I asked him how they got into reggae. DJ Shagu says, we were a group of friends whose hobby was to listen to Radio One from Jamaica. Every week we listen to the Sunday hit parade. We never missed it. Because the entry of foreign music here is plenty limited. You can go to any store and what you find is Cuban music. We were interested to hear what was happening outside. At night and into the early morning, we'd get together and buy a bottle of rum and sit down and listen. Oye, mira that tune, who sings it? And we learned learn the names of the singers, the rhythms, who the producers were, the labels, and that way we managed to build up a store of knowledge about the style. DJ Chagu emphasized the fact to me that Santiago was a Caribbean town. You know, a lot of people think of Cuba as the Caribbean, but Havana on the north coast of Cuba in the west isn't on the Caribbean. Santiago on the south coast in the east is on the Caribbean. He says, the hip hop that's made in Santiago de Cuba doesn't at all resemble what they're doing in Havana. We have Caribbean influence, and they have influence in the United States. We have the influence of the hip hop that's done in Puerto Rico, which is a hip hop conceived and made for Spain. Spanish speakers, not with the American metrics. Their music is rhythmically thought out for phrases in Spanish. Uh See, after hanging out with DJ Chagu, I think I understood why Candyman's records are so good. Although this stuff sounds simple, it's very carefully thought through and carefully edited. I should mention that DJ Chagu, besides being the busiest reggae producer in Santiago de Cuba, is finishing up a degree in psychology, which is a good skill to have when you have to work with singers who are kind of neurotic by nature. (laughs) Candyman's very spontaneous, he's just a rhyme machine. But they did 15 versions of one tune, and that's 15 days of work doing it again, over and over every day to get it right.
1: By DJ Chagu. Visit afropop.org for more information from our Music in a Changing Cuba show. Remember, you can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. I'm Sean Barlow, sitting in for Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. our Peabody Award. We want to thank our funders for making this work possible, for believing in us. I'm talking about the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts that believes a great nation deserves a great art, PRI, Public Radio International Member Stations across the country, and a big thanks to our station partners for connecting these fantastic artists and their stories to you. Thank you.
0: Now, I'm wondering about Timba. Whatever happened to Timba? Timba is still going strong. It doesn't totally dominate the Cuban dance music scene like it did in the 90s. And I really don't think I'll ever live again in my life days as exciting as 90 through 97 in Cuba as NG La Banda was coming up strong and creating Santa Palabra while Los Banban Ban was coming back at them with another one to knock them off the top. And Alberto Ávarez came along with Dale Como es, and then there appeared Paulito FG and the Charanga Habanera. Each one of these was like a seismic moment, and they all came with these incredible records that define the time better than anything. It's a different age now, and timba has lost a lot of ground to reggaeton. But there's a lot of timba reggaeton crossover, and the timba bands are all still going, and they all still sound great, plus there are some new ones. Let's listen to the most popular one right now in Havana, Havana de Primera, led by Alexander Abreu, which has been going for about eight years.
5: Pinta el corazón por esa bailarina Ah, ay qué bueno, qué bueno. Ay, bonco, la bailarina me enamoró. Señor, señor. ¡Ay, mamá mía, qué aventura! Voy a atreverme a cometer esta locura. Voy a cantar pa' mí mismo. Pero no quiero que parezca un egoísmo. Es que han pasado muchos años. Pero la gente me quiere. Así que tú que estás atrás, agárrame si puedes. Ay, no lo digo yo. No lo dijo mi hermana. Lo dijo mi hermana. Cuando yo nací, ¿Sabes por qué? Se acabaron los porque lavado. le dio la gana. Ay, no lo digo yo. Lo dice la gente. Porque nada, yo soy diferente. Que cuando cuando toca mi banda, los esto se lavando. pone caliente. Escucha, caliente, hirviendo, echando humo y tú sufriendo. Esto es el colmo Voy a cantar por primera vez. Ah, tú no me quedes, Dame palmas. No sé cómo me voy a curar. Esta pegadera que tengo yo. Qué loco. El médico me aconsejó que me alejara del primer lugar. Bien loco. Pero no sé cómo se hace ¿No? si los demás se caen tan fácil. Ah, mira. Me tiene que explicar cómo se cae el marical. Mira, mira. No sé cómo me voy a curar de esta pegadera que tengo yo. Parece que no tiene cura, son 30 años de tortura. De lo los Estoy cumpliendo una condena, ya me lo digo la enfermera. ¿Qué van a hacer, Me lo digo hasta mi abuela, tú vas a morir de pegadera. Yo. Voy a morir de pegadera, morir pegado, eso me tiene preocupado, mi banda Ay, Si esto pegaba al piso Y yo pegaba al techo hey, Y me quedó el pecho De amor y de eso me tiene que la pone soy yo, por eso Pasan los años, pero sigo siendo yo ¿Eh? Yo y mi tipo ah, Más joven, sí. más fuerte, más rico Y a la peguita Pasan los años, pero sigo siendo yo el mismo, yo mi tipo. el tipo Se acabaron los papas en la mano Y te diste la patada al habla Esto es amor bonito mi hermana, Esto es amor precioso yo, decí, yo sé que muchos usen
4: en la cara Yo soy quien lleva los pantalones yerere, yerere, yerere. Y es así. No, no, no ¿Cómo? No me da la gana Ella, ella esa bonita Pero conmigo se puso mal y se le fue el avión No, no, no ¿De qué manera? No me da la gana La Yerena
0: Esta Reve, led by Elito Reve, with their current hit, No Me Da La Gana. Elito Reve is uh, obviously the son
1: of Elio Reve, who's rest in peace. Is it sort of typical that the next generation, then the
0: son, takes up the reins and inherits the band, in effect? It's very common. It's, why stop a good band? Cuban music is dynastic. People learn how to play and learn style by the time they start music school at home with their families. Music's a respected profession, and children of band leaders are brought up to run the family band. So by the time they're grown up, they know exactly what to do. Some bands are on their second, third generation, even. Orquesta Aragon, founded in 1939 in Cienfuegos, still sounding great today, still touring the world. They're on their third or maybe fourth generation of musicians.
1: Let's switch gears a second here, Ned. How do people in Cuba these days get their music? Oh, this is mind
0: blowing. They don't have internet. Because Cuba was left off the fiber optic backbone at the U.S.'s insistence. Part of the embargo. There is no fiber optic link to Havana. So kids can't stream. There's no streaming in Cuba.
1: How do they get their music then?
0: They get it from El Paquete. Actually, a bunch of what we've been hearing came from El Paquete. Which is? El Paquete is a digital package that is distributed all over the island every week in the form of flash drives through a whole network of sub-distributors, many of them teenagers. Everybody in the island, it seems, knows someone who gets El Paquete and can copy stuff from them. So people in Cuba are hearing all the new Cuban music right there in their computer. They're seeing all the new music videos Mm -hmm. and it's out in the provinces that the hits get made. The people in the smaller towns are usually the ones who break a hit that they've heard on El Paquete, that start jamming it a lot at the neighborhood dances, and then it becomes number one in Havana after that. Okay, Ned, we've heard a reggaeton, we've heard
1: some kind of old school timba music, and a lot of talk about all that's changing in Cuba now, culturally and otherwise. What's not Changed or changing. The spirit is still there. Oh, the spirit of Afro
0: Cuban religions has always been strong, and you can hear it in their music. This is a uh, number by Papo Angarica, who is famous both as a babalao, a ritual expert in the Yoruba religion, and also as a musician. This is from an album he put out a couple of years ago called Ifa Niorun, and this is a canto Itoke for Ogun the Yoruba god of iron and war. That was Papo Angarica.
1: Ned, uh, tell us about how Cuban music is doing internationally.
0: The biggest reggaeton stars out of Cuba are now bona fide pop superstars worldwide. I refer to the song Bailando with Enrique Iglesias, Gente de Sona," and Cuban songwriter-singer Decemer Bueno. They're all listed as artists on it. It is at 824... Stop that. I hate it when those advertisements come (laughs) up. 824,568,421 824,568,421 views. It's a major contemporary pop hit all across Latin America, Europe, in the U.S. No record with Cuban content has had this kind of contemporary pop penetration. This is a whole new game. Everybody loves what Gente de Sona and De Bueno have done with Enrique Iglesias.
1: Thanks, Ned, for stopping by the Afropop Studios here in Brooklyn and sharing your stories and music from your recent visit to Cuba. It just makes me so proud, actually, that we've won this Peabody Award, which we mentioned earlier on. This is an award for all 27 years of work on behalf of the music of Africa and the African diaspora. And you were a big part of that with your coverage of the Cuban connection from 1990 to 2003, and now you're back in Cuba, so...
0: And I'm so proud to have been working for Afropop all these years in the 90s, when nobody was paying attention to Cuba. We were bringing back the new music from Cuba and putting it out for all the world to hear on the radio. And I just want to send out lots of love to all our people in Cuba who have been such good friends to us all these years. Well, you know, Ned, Thinking of the Peabody
1: Award, there are so many people to thank. And number one, of course, are the artists, whose hospitality and passion and sheer talent as we traveled all over Africa and the diaspora inspired us to do this work. And a big thanks also to our amazing creative team, senior producer, Banning Air, Ned Sublet, of course, Georges Colinet, chief audio engineer and co-producer, Michael Jones, and our engineers, Stephanie LeBeau and Brendan Baker, and our director of new media, Sam Backer and our web team, we appreciate all your hard work and dedication. Sitting in for Georges Collinet, I'm Sean Barlow.
5: I, Public Radio International.